what's really, really fascinating about the banking industry and why I wanted to transition from private equity to banking is that a banker is not only working on active deals, they're trying to start deals. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Zakond, the founder and creator of Our Future. We're a business media brand delivering exclusive insights and career advice to you, the listeners, so you can unlock your future. Again, really loving this new tagline. And today, I'm joined by Will Conway. I met Will in my freshman year of college. I was always blown away by his early knowledge of the real estate industry and his ambition to enter this niche field. He'd always understood exactly where he wanted to go. And it's been awesome from when I first met Will to now to see what he's been able to accomplish in the field that he's so excited about, and that is real estate. So, well, what attracts you to the industry? Is it the fortunes? Is it the skyscrapers, the views? Tell um, me a bit about why why you want to work in real estate. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is a, an absolute pleasure and cheers to uh, animal behavior, the class that started all. But yeah, I would say what really kind of attracted me to real estate was kind of going back to my time living in Brazil. Um, so I lived there for six years and, and during my time there, there was a lot of investment into real estate. Um, and so I could really see as I was growing older, as I was, you know, driving through the streets, how an investment was that was actually changing a community. Um, so it was really impactful to see, you know, one building really ship like shaping how a community will work, um, kind of bringing life to a community. Um, so that was really, really inspiring to me. And then kind of the the last kind of final punch in the ticket, what, what really got me involved was I loved how tangible the asset was. Right. Like, you, you know, you work at a hedge fund or you, or you work elsewhere, you're, you're staring at a computer screen, you're working with stocks all day and you're seeing a bunch of numbers jump around a screen. You know, I loved how I could see I put my money somewhere. And now a year later, I have this 80 foot building coming out of the ground. Um, it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Great quote. Great quote in the House of Cards. Uh, money is the Mook Mansion in Sarasota that falls apart in a, a few years. But power, power is the the stone building that stands for centuries. And I believe uh, nice. that's inherent to real estate. You you create these things that stand on the skyline for your entire lifetime. Can we go back to maybe your first internship in the industry? Yeah. yeah. So my first internship was with GLP. Um, they're one of the largest investment managers in the world for industrial. Um, so warehouses, last mile distribution centers. Um, and the way that I had kind of gotten started with them was that I was really lucky to grow up with a father that was always supportive and, and had a lot of knowledge in the industry. And I was really, really hungry to get started. And so kind of exactly how you are starting this amazing brand of our future you know, I just started cold calling everyone, um, cold emailing everyone. I would ask my dad for a couple of his his contacts, ask for the emails, shoot him an email, try and set up uh, set up a talk, uh, set up a meeting. And I think what's really impactful and kind of almost a lost art of networking nowadays is that people really expect with one you know one phone call or one meeting, they expect that something's going to come out of it. Um, that's you know maybe potentially they'll get a job out of it. And that's kind of not the point of view that I really wanted to go after. I wanted to set up as many meetings as I could. I wanted to learn. I wanted to just talk real estate with these people. And so through that, I was able to just accumulate some knowledge um, and then start talking shop with people. Um, and so you really need to get over this fear of reaching out to people and just do it because more than likely, they're going to be willing to reciprocate. 
And so the way that you need to do that is just making sure you know your stuff, you know, making sure you know the industry. And when you're talking with them, demonstrate that, show how you're passionate, even if it's as, you know, talking about a project that you really like, um, like, a, you know, a, a project that the company did that really fascinated you and just bombarding them with questions about that. It shows you did your research and it shows that you're really interested. There's no greater asset for a young person than passion. You can project that passion by, by asking questions that light the other person up. I mean, that was kind of the genesis of the podcast. How can I bring these amazing people on and build a relationship with them? Not, a, not, 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 some, not some networking call, but build a relationship. I really like the way that you look at networking, man. So on these calls, you were probably exposed to the jargon, uh, the kind of the lingo of the real estate industry. So what would you say is your favorite uh, buzzword from, from the real estate industry specifically? Oh, geez. I mean, there are definitely a lot of, of fun ones. I would say just getting exposed to the business world. One that I really liked was, you know, sitting in an office at my freshman year, I heard, you know, just ping me, you know, ping me, just ping me whenever, whenever you have a chance. Yeah, ping me. Yeah, just ping me. I was like, what, what is everyone saying? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'd never really heard, you know, a, a company been referred to as a shop. I kind of really liked that word. So a a real estate private equity shop, a debt shop. <laughs> I was like, you going to go buy a purse from them? Like, what's the going other, on? The other shop, these other shops on the street, I'll tell you something about them right now. They're not as good as us. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So GLP after your freshman year, and then what was your, what was your sophomore summer internship? Yeah. And this so was this past summer. Yeah. This past summer I was working uh, for Northland group, which is a smaller real estate private equity shop. Um, and so, Right now, they're kind of focusing on debt, which was a whole different side of real estate that I'd never been to exposed to. Um, and that's where you are providing a loan to someone who wants to build this building, to someone who wants to acquire this building, because no one is ever going to put up 100% equity on a building. You know, they need to finance it somehow. It's like buying a house, right? You know, that's how you kind of juice your returns on equity is by borrowing more. And so I was working with a group that was focusing on kind of providing loans in the New York area and uh, for multifamily, which is apartments, um, some hotel, some office. Uh, so it was really great to kind of transition my thinking of equity to the other side of the capital stack of debt. But now you're going into Evercore yeah. onto their real estate team and they're an investment yeah. bank. So tell me how your job at Evercore is going to differ from what you did at GLP and what you did at Northrop. If you take a step back and look at real estate, um, there are kind of two different paths. There's the private equity path, which is kind of what I had been describing my my two previous internships, and then there's the banking path. Um, and so, all of these people on the private equity side are taking money and investing it into a property, but then you think, you know, how do these people get this money? Um, and that's where the bank steps in. Um, a bank, and what I'll kind of be doing with Evercore. Uh, the main three things as far as the private real estate market um, is capital raising. Uh, so, you know, I will hopefully get exposed to a network of sovereign wealth funds, pension funds, wealthy individuals that are looking to deploy capital. And then I'll kind of pitch them one of my clients and I'll raise money for them. And I'll raise it on a fund level, uh, which means I can set up a discretionary fund where they can deploy the capital as they see fit. Um, or then the kind of the second aspect is deploying it and raising it at a property level. So a group has an idea 
They want to build this building, but they need money. And so they'll reach out to Evercore or, you know, and then Evercore will go find uh, people with money. They'll pitch that deal, that property to them, and I can raise it at the- uh, So it's just like an IPO. It's just like a, a company wants to hit the public markets. It'll go and hire Evercore or another bank like Goldman to go yep. public. It's the same, it's the same case with, with real estate. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar. Uh, there are IPOs and REITs in in real estate. I'm gonna be working on the private side. So I'm not gonna be performing any IPOs. This is all private capital. Um, but yeah, it's it's very similar in terms of raise money to to build your dream, to do your dream. And then kind of the third and final aspect of it is MAs, mergers and acquisitions. And so that will, for example, uh, GLP got bought by Blackstone. That was a huge deal, largest. I remember that. They, that happened right before you came into the, the internship. So it was like, wow, I just walked into a huge, huge event. Exactly. And so what happens there is that a bank will you know, advise on that. A bank will be the person that transacts that. Um, and so in terms of M&As, you can also look at that, that massive $19 billion scale um, where it's portfolio transactions, portfolio mergers, um, or it can also be acquisitions of a certain property and, and kind of at a smaller level, uh, transferring ownership. All right. So what are you going to be doing? Okay. So tell me what a real estate analyst intern does. I mean, is it a lot of pro forma, a lot of DCF? Are you analyzing like specific deals and then doing a, a breadth of due diligence around that? Tell me a bit about what a young person is doing if they go to work in real estate. Usually you have someone higher up sourcing a deal and then you get a deal popped on your plate um, and you kind of make a model. Um, you know, you, you model it out to see kind of like you were saying, you, you, you make a DCF, you've modeled out to see what it's going to be like. And then you end up you know, passing on said model to your superiors um, and you'll kind of comb through it together. Uh, it's a lot of due diligence as well. And so what's really, really fascinating about the banking industry and kind of why I wanted to transition from private equity to banking is that these guys aren't waiting for a superior to toss a deal onto their plate. They're going out and finding deals. And so GLP maybe got approached by a banker and said, maybe you, this deal can happen with Blackstone. And so a banker is not only working on active deals, they're trying to start deals. So they're, they're thinking about, you know what, maybe this company could buy all of the assets from this company. Maybe that would somehow work out for both of them. And then they, they make that deal. They totally you know, model it out, pitch it to both sides. And a majority of the time, they say, no, screw off. I'm not going to do that. But it's that one time that it hits. And so why you hear about all these bankers working crazy hours, interns included, is because they're finding deals. They're just they're picking they're picking and you know here and here and here. It's by the numbers together. Yeah, it's like what Guy Kawasaki told me is like you know these guys in Silicon Valley you know they don't hit a home run every time. It's just that one big home run that'll get them to where they want to be. Okay, another connection to make here. Bankers are always sourcing deals, just get, trying to get those one or two to stick. It's kind of like networking. You're reaching out to a lot of people, trying to get those few to stick. So. How did you land on the Evercore real estate team? That's probably one of the most prestigious real estate internships. 
uh, maybe a year or even even more before that, you had known about it. How did you get in touch with the Evercore people? And how did the interview go? Did they ask you like technical stuff about real estate, uh, anything like that? And beyond that, was there any resources specifically devoted to like real estate recruiting or finance recruiting that helped you kind of uh, learn learn everything you needed to know to go into the interview? To be completely upfront and frank, I wrote a cover letter, I submitted my resume, and I applied online. And from there, I got an interview. And then that's where the grind started. I learned everything about my interviewer. I found a connection with him. I hammered that connection. He was a fellow FISI, not at Michigan, but he was a FISI. And so you just, you make those connections, you have a personal conversation. And from there, then that was my first interview. And he's okay, you know, I want you to, I want you to meet this next person. Um, and so then, you know, you, I had another interview and then, so I had two, two, two one-on-one interviews. And then ultimately I had a super day um, that, yeah, there were, there were a bunch of technical questions or a, a lot of just, you know, character questions as well. Um, and so I think, you know, with Evercore specifically, I was just very following the steps of I applied, got my interview grinded, got my next interview grinded and just kept preparing. A lot of my other interviews that I had, that I had throughout the process, um, was very much so not in that direct way. Um, one of the best tools for me and one of the most incredible resources that I would recommend to everyone that's recruiting is getting LinkedIn premium because you can, you can find someone that works at your ideal company. You can find someone that's working your ideal role and you can find someone that likely also your school and you just, and you just shoot them a quick message. Hey, can we hop on the phone? And, uh, and from there, that's when, you know, kind of stepping back to what we were talking about earlier, once you get them on the phone, that's when you need to impress them. That's when you show, you know, everything about their company. That's when you need to show them that, you know, a lot about the industry. That's when you need to show your eagerness to learn. But the only reason that was able to happen is because in my cover letter, I tailored it to Evercore. Right? And, I tailored- you had, and you had experience at two and very successful been- real estate firms. You've been working towards that junior year real estate internship. Yeah. So that goes to show that if you are, if you really work towards what you want, if you can put it on your resume, if you can show that you are passionate in that industry on your resume and then in the cover letter and how it will, you know, in turn help them, how your skills can be applied to that company. That's all you need, right? Like sometimes you don't need all these fancy steps. You don't need to be recruiting 18 months beforehand and trying to wiggle a connection in here. If you work your butt off, and if you can speak to it, a lot of good will come out of that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. William Conway. He is an incoming real estate capital advisory summer analyst at Evercore, and he's held a number of internships in the real estate industry. I'm really excited to see him get into the banking side, and I feel like I learned so much from him in this interview. As always, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have a little bit of time, tap me out a quick five-star rating, leave a little note, means the world to me, and really helps this podcast get that rock-hard credibility as we drive forth to over 100 episodes. Thank you all for potting with me. You can find information on Will, his LinkedIn, his email, in the description of this podcast. And I want to say one more thing, stay frosty.